tragedy in a small Texas town this week, leaving an otherwise peaceful community shocked and reeling. Hear what we now know about the deer who was shot and killed by an obsessed fan. And later, two years after Me Too rocked Hollywood, should I still be getting in trouble just for photographing my co-workers in the bathroom? From the Onion and Onion Public Radio, this is The Topical. And these photos are for a personal art exhibit, and they're just very tasteful. And if I were to ask permission to take them, it would go against the whole thesis of the... Oh, never mind. We'll be back in a moment. Hey! Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. After nearly a week of investigation, authorities in Camp Verde, Texas, confirmed early this morning that the beloved deer that was killed in their community last week was in fact shot by an obsessed fan. Joining us now with the story is OPR crime reporter Remy Berglund. Remy, welcome. Thanks, Leslie. Residents are searching for answers after the adult whitetail was reportedly ambushed by a fanatical admirer in broad daylight. The man allegedly first stalked the four-year-old buck for several hours before shooting him in the chest. Four years old? What a shame. Police have since arrested and charged 36-year-old suspect Darren Hagenkamp with the crime of first-degree murder. Here's Sheriff Rick Lazaro at a press conference this morning. All the evidence we've gathered thus far leaves us to conclude that the suspect seemed fixated on the deer before taking his life. From what we can tell, it appears that the deer was enjoying a walk in the woods and took a step out into the glade where the fan was waiting with his rifle. He didn't even say a word. How creepy. It gets worse. Photos were discovered on Hagenkamp's phone of the suspect posing with the deer's dead body, and police found binoculars, rubber gloves, a cooler, a rope, and a long, sharp knife in the trunk of his car. What did he plan on doing with all of that equipment? It appears he was planning on disposing of the evidence by grinding up the body and turning him into sausage. Uh, and here I thought a sharp knife was a safe knife. Remy, does the sheriff's office know anything more about the motive behind this killing? I'm one of the biggest fans of deer there is. I mean, you should have seen some of the posters I had in my teenage bedroom. Those were definitely not rated PG. But I would never try to stalk, kill, and eat one. Sheriff Lazaro says the department suspects Hagenkamp may have had a murderous infatuation, not just with the slain buck, but with the entire species. Police found dozens of photos of deer on the suspect's social media pages, as well as posts expressing his desire to, quote, shoot a big buck this weekend. What a sicko. Right. It really makes you wonder if we wrote off shock therapy too soon. I spoke to Randy Ledger, a former co-worker of the suspect, who said that when he heard the deer was shot, Hagenkamp was the first he suspected. Take a listen. I'm not surprised he shot that deer at all. That guy was a creep. Always wearing a deer hoodie, skulking around the woods, fake deer in his yard, deer tattoo, deer sticker on his truck. He was obsessed. I heard he even bought deer urine online. Now, I'm not victim blaming, but if that deer had a gun, this never would have happened. Wow, just terrible. Did he say where he bought the urine? Uh, no. Oh. I also spoke with forensic psychologist Linda Medina, who explained the sad truth about killings like these is they're not entirely unexpected. She suggested Hagenkamp's motive may have been a rejection to scorn. It's possible that one day he got up the courage to reach out to the deer he was so obsessed with, and when the deer didn't say hello back, he got mad. 
Deer are beautiful, fascinating animals, but our society's fascination with them can often turn deadly. It's an issue our culture enables. She has a point. I mean, look what happens when you type where do deer live or where do deer sleep into Google. You get thousands of answers. It pops right up. I've never Googled that. Well, lots of regular people do. Speaking of, how are members of the community coping with this repugnant crime? Those I spoke with said they couldn't imagine why anyone would want to shoot the deer, describing him as gentle and shy. Take a listen. Orangish brown? About this here high? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that deer. Everyone knew that deer. I can't believe he's gone. I remember 20, 25 years ago, there was a hit and run incident where someone mauled a squirrel, but nah, this kind of thing never happens here. This is a safe town, a loving town. I hope they shoot that man through the chest just like he shot that deer. It's time someone said it. That last voice you heard was Reed Blakeman, a neighbor who lives just a half mile away from the patch of woods where the deer resided with his family. Oh no, he had a family? Yes, the deer is survived by a loving family that includes nine does and 14 young fawns. So sad. How are they handling all of this? We're respecting their privacy at this time. But I imagine they are relieved the killer's been caught. Yeah. Originally, police suspected the deer's family might have been involved, reporting that when approached for questioning, the entire herd took off running. Hmm, they should look further into that. Thanks, Remy. That's OPR's Remy Berglund. We'll be back in a moment. You might be shit out of luck, but you aren't shit out of news. Here's what else you need to know today. We're only one week into Joe Biden's presidency, and already the American healthcare system is showing positive signs of improvement, with many of the nation's hospitals officially announcing today that they would now be willing to accept one healthy organ from any patient struggling to pay their medical bills. Sounds like a great deal. I know my liver is worth way less than a night in the ER. And some troubling environmental news as rainforest ecologists are today warning that the presence of invasive foreign bulldozers could pose a threat to the survival of native bulldozer species in the Amazon. Oh, that would be such a shame. Those things are so cute. And finally, a fascinating new study out today has found newly discovered DNA evidence that suggests children could be closely related to humans. Researchers at the University of California now believe that, although they are much smaller and are barely capable of using basic plastic tools, babies may in fact be our forebears. Well, I'll believe it when I see one put together a complete sentence. Not sure if I'm buying this one. And that's the Topical for today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can like and subscribe to the Topical wherever you get your podcast. And if you'll miss that dead deer as much as I will, you can share your most beloved memories of him in the reviews on Apple Podcasts. We think it would be a beautiful way to remember him. And be sure to tune in to tomorrow's episode of the Topical, where we'll have the story of how one local distillery has been helping pandemic efforts in a big way by switching from making whiskey to making blue Gatorade. Ooh, blue's my favorite flavor. Sounds like I won't want to miss this one, and neither will you. We'll see you tomorrow.